When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Toby, 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 Toby. It's the <laughs> standard, it, no, wh- it's the standard way we start the why podcast. Why has it become a standard way? I don't like it. Well, apparently, it's the best way we start the podcast. Really? Who's told you that? All of our one listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has been another excellent round of rugby, although no international. No, but Northern Hemisphere rugby has actually been exciting, which I thought I'd never say ever in my life. But it, it is. I would say one of the games yes, was very I was just exciting. Say maybe one game. But in, in, you know, in general, without Super Rugby on, yeah. I have been watching more Bunnings NPC, and it's still good, good rugby. But we're going to go over that all a little bit later. We're going to start with our messages from our supporters. Yes, I'll, I'll read out this one, shall I? Hi, boys. Love the podcast, and thanks for doing it weekly, even though it's a chore looking at your face. <laughs> I, love, I loved in last week's podcast hearing you eat humble pie in relation to Geordie Barrett. Glad it's not England. I have thought for a long time that he's a great player, and finally, you two have seen the light. Go, Geordie. Can I? Oh, Not sure how I feel about. It. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't he, seen any light. There's he, a lot I'm going to say. He also hasn't left his name, so that's lucky. I would say that I agree. At the moment, he's playing really good rugby. Very good rugby. But I'm not judging a player from a few games. If he can keep it up and stay as reliable as he stayed. Yes. Because before he used to do good things and then he'd do something ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was almost every game he did something ridiculous. Yes. Whereas now, I can't remember. He's had a few games where it's like, I can't really think of anything that he's done wrong. Yes. So it, he needs to keep that up. The only thing I would say is, have we seen him making try-saving tackles like when Bowden plays, when Damien McKenzie yeah, plays. true. So I would say, you know, without going into too much detail and without looking at him, I haven't seen him defensively anywhere near as strong as the other two that have played there yeah, regularly. Yeah, true. Ben Smith, we've got to look back at him. Yeah, defensively, very, very he was good. sound. You know, we've had yeah. normally very good 15s who are... Covering that corner flag. You covering know, you that think, corner you flag. You think about Damien McKenzie, every game he'd have one or two 
try saving tackles. Or Bowden Barrett, like, holding them up over the yeah. line type you thing. You know, calling ice and going for that corner flag. Calling what? Ice. And what's that? Oh, that was a call that we used to have. Calling ice. Oh, it was just ice. The ice call where you're like, you just pin back for the corner flag, try and cut them off. Very good, mate. I like how you're educating me on the calls of rugby. <laughs> One call. <laughs> You've probably called it something else. It's just different. <laughs> it is. No, listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Are you a Geordie Parrott fan? He's he's becoming he's, he's becoming he's becoming a guilty pleasure. I would say oh. he's becoming a guilty. He's not my favourite. I'm a married man. I may never fully admit that no. he's my favourite. He's not my favourite. But but I'm starting to come round to him. No, he's not my favourite. No, no, no. He's a good player. He's Don't get me no, wrong. No, I, he's never going to be my favourite. Thank you. Good. And I would never admit that he was my favourite, no. even if he was my favourite. Thank you. Oh, we're on the same page with that. Correct. Then. Up next, mate, we're doing some breaking news. Kindly supported by Super XV. Yeah, they're everything rugby. If you want to buy a house overlooking uh, a rugby pitch, you can't go there for that. But well, everything else, they've got it covered. I mean, it depends what you've been searching up because they've got quite a few ads on <laughs> quite a few ads on their um, website. <laughs> So if you've been looking for houses, then they might pop up. I know this is going off topic, but you know, not much <laughs> of the sure podcast is on topic. But I've always wanted a house oh. to retire in, overlooking okay. a rugby pitch. Like some people would be put off by that. That would that would be fantastic. Uh, Sitting out in the balcony, watching some rugby, amazing. Maybe not necessarily a rugby pitch, but I think a sports pitch. What about cricket? Mm. Oh, that not, could, not, international sports ground. Yes, yes. Then that would be okay, but maybe not village cricket. No, because they're not that's village. village. That's village. Yes. What about soccer, football? No, no. Okay, no. you said just rugby. Just rugby, because I, I can appreciate <laughs> even like little kids' rugby type thing. Yeah, you can you can see a cool player as well, can't yeah. you? I could be scouts. You could I could be, be a, a scout, couldn't I? Oh, how Up about there. that? Might be a little bit weird, eh? The uh, the old guy with his clipboard hanging over top of the Mate, balcony. Mate, you already are weird. Making so notes about good. little kids playing rugby. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about their skills, by get, the way, not get, just their get appearance. A, get a knock at the door. Uh, police here. <laughs> Demo, give us your notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, first up. Oh, first up. It's I'm, I'm almost what? along the, the like, same lines, though, isn't it? <laughs> Men in tights. No. Oh, okay, you're going to go jumping yeah. straight in. Yeah, I'll go you? straight in. <laughs> go for ice, it, mate. mate. Ice, mate. Go for it. Men in tights. So, uh, a new law has come in uh, from World Rugby saying that male players... And I'm guessing female players, or were they already allowed to? Female players were already allowed to, Okay. Yeah. So now male players are allowed to wear tights or skins, whatever. Um, <laughs> Aren't they the same thing? Well, I guess You're so. You're not going to wear pantyhose now, there, are you? <laughs> uh, you might, though, they might. You might have done. <laughs> Maybe you would. <laughs> I already oh, do. Do you like my pantyhose? <laughs> I already tights do. are allowed now. <laughs> They're under my tracksuit trousers. Um, no, so they are now allowed to play in tights or leggings, whatever, during rugby match. When How I, do you feel about that? When I first read this, the first thing that came to mind was to help little kids in rugby, right? Yeah. 
So I thought, okay, they're, they're making it legal. But little kids were already allowed no, to. No, they weren't. Well, school kids do. Yeah, but that, that was only because common sense prevailed. Yeah. They weren't supposed to. Right, okay. So I thought they've changed the rule to allow all kids to be able to wear, keep warm in yep. the winter, right? Not the case. Actually, the the main reason why they're doing it is because when you're playing on these plastic pitches, yeah, when you're it, playing on pitches with very hard ground, it stops kids from getting abrasions. Yeah. Not kids, but even adults, but even adults, <coughs> professional yeah. uh, sports people. Well, you think about some of Scotland pitches. Yeah. Sc- uh, Saracens have an yep. artificial pitch yep. as well, don't they? So, so I actually think it's a good change. Yeah. A lot of people might say it's a bit soft and, you know, rugby's going soft. But actually, you know, we want to play on these 4G pitches. But playing on them is not an enjoyable experience. No, God. Have you played um, on them before? Yeah, not nice. And unless you get a real, real like good, a good one. quality pitch, and it's rained, and it's got a little <laughs> bit slick. of little bit of slickness yeah. to it, then it can be brutal on the body. So I think it's a great thing, mate. Yeah, bring it on, no. bring it on. It might get me out of retirement if I can wear those pantyhose, mate. Wow. While I'm playing. What's your first news story, bud? <laughs> Fiji Jura. I'm liking the story because it's it's they've got uh, five new forwards signed uh, to bolster the engine room. That's not what I'm liking. I'm liking the fact that it looks like they've got their um, their stuff together and they're signing players to be ready for the Super Rugby comp. My fear is that they won't be fully ready and they're going to get flogged this year. Wow. I mean, I think they're going to get flogged anyway, you know. Who's their coach, the Fiji Jura team? Because the Pacifica team... Is Aaron Major, you know. Really? That's yeah. a good shout, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not actually sure about the Fiji Jura coach. No. But I do know that possibly Fern Cotton, being the full Fijian coach, is going to be having quite he a lot a bit to say. do with it. Yeah. Because so, it is pretty much going to be the Fijian team, bar a few, isn't it? I don't think so. Because do you not? Oh, to be fair, there's a load of them in Europe, isn't there's there? There's a load of the yeah, best okay. Fijian players yeah. playing in Europe. So th- these will be the young guns. Which will be fantastic for Fiji and for rugby, Fiji. though. But if they're going to get beat every week, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. And I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how you... I would say what New Zealand and Australia could do to bolster them a little bit is to allow some of their fringe players yeah. the, the opportunity to transfer, you know, do a transfer to Fiji Jura. Maybe someone like Liam Messam, who I know he's um, not Fijian or, but, you know, someone that's near, yeah. like like <clears throat> Liam, who's, a, who's obviously a Maldi, but someone with a Fijian or Samoan heritage yeah. to be able to get transferred to those two teams just yeah, to bolster if, them, giving them that experience that they need. Because I think that's going to be the big thing is, the experience that, uh, you know, a player like yeah. Liam Messon would bring yeah. to your squad. But, you know, if you think about the um, Sunwolves. Yeah. They only know, they, just... To be fair, they got thrashed. They got beaten yes. quite often. Yeah. But then when it came to the international team. They did great. Well, they did a lot better. They did a lot better, yeah. I think. Well, they, they did were do just great. getting. Come the, on, Japan at the World yeah, Cup. They, ju- they were just getting their act together, weren't they? Yes. You and know, then and they then got it was like, boom. Yeah, bye. See you later, guys. Thanks, thanks for all your hard work and uh, you know all the all the stuff you've all done right. for World Rugby. Yeah, but now you're gone. 
sad story. Now, I was, I have, I have to be honest, I've shied away a little bit from the full Fijian Jura story because I can't pronounce any of the names. <laughs> I was <laughs> actually going to give that one to you. Let's not try. Let's <laughs> not try. But they are talking about, you know, they're getting in young guys from New Zealand um, who are coming over. So it's, yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be great for New Zealand rugby, Fijian rugby, uh, Australian. Uh, uh, there's no losers here unless they really, really get hammered on the pitch. Yeah. And I think New Zealand rugby, um, Australian rugby, if they can look after them, they should. Well, it's almost, you know, going, you know, you're saying give the experienced people to the Fijians. Why not almost flip it on its head and go, right, the Chiefs are playing Fiji. Let's let's play our almost academy players. Yes. Let's give, let's give them a run at, you know, the highest level of sort of club rugby in the Southern Hemisphere, really. Yeah. And let's see how they act. Let's see how they react. Let's see how they, you know, deal with the pressure. Yeah, I mean... And Give them a chance. And weekly pressure as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, because that's a little bit of where, yeah. uh, you know, the Fijian national side can always produce one-off performances. Yes. But has struggled in the past to produce yeah. match and... No, but I'm saying for like the Chiefs. Play yeah, their yeah, fringe yeah. players, and then yeah. you know when it comes to a, a, a let's say a harder game, yeah, then they put out the big guns. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and in all fairness, we could be talking out our backside, and Fiji might absolutely drum everyone. Can't see it, mate. Can't see it <laughs> happening. No, but <laughs> not the yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it yeah, could yeah. be a lot closer than yeah, we're thinking. It could be. It could be. You know, mm. like the whipping boys were um, the Japanese side. Yes, they some were. wolves, and then. The last year, they they started to beat yeah. some of the better teams. Well, they started they to beat some of the teams, didn't or they? Or do better do against better. the teams. Hey, what's your next story? Sonia McLaughlin. Yes. Says social media abuse won't stop her asking tough questions. So she's a, well, I guess she's a reporter. She's a broadcaster. Yeah. And she goes straight to the point, doesn't she? Well, yeah, she she should go straight to the point. And I hope that means that she's not going to stop asking the tough questions. But I mean, she's getting quite a lot of online abuse. Um, I couldn't necessarily <laughs> tell you what it is because I don't necessarily want to repeat it on here, but it's not very nice. No, I, I find this a bit difficult because she asks questions right. And this is the bit that I don't like. No, but a lot of, she's asking questions that a lot of us are thinking. Yeah, no, I understand that. But what, what people at home don't understand is yeah. she's asking questions that if the coaches or the players answer honestly, then they will get fined. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I get that. You know, and, she, and, and arguably these reporters know that. They know that the coaches shouldn't talk about yeah, the referee that, that's decisions. That's the story though, isn't it? That's the story. They're, they're, they're prodding the bear. They're poking the bear. They're probing, aren't they? <laughs> Because they want to make a story out of it. I know, but is that right? No, of yeah, course she, not. But she's just doing her job. That's her job. Yeah, to poke but, the bear in a way. Yeah, but but what I'm trying to... I, I get your point. But what I'm trying to say is she's asking questions that she knows they can't answer because they'll get fined. Yeah. But she's asking them anyway. Yeah, of course she is because she, she wants a reaction. I just think it's just poor taste either oh, it, way. It is I think poor it's taste. poor taste that people are going on yes. and abusing reporters for asking questions yeah i think it's actually 
poor taste that world rugby is is Ooh. silencing you know in an in an sort of interview process they can't speak their mind no of course they can't they can't say they felt hard done by no um because they'll get fined well the thing is is that instead of let's say let world rugby or whoever's organizing the reporting for that game why don't they pick an ex player to, to speak ask to them the questions. rather than oh, like a broadcaster or yeah, a reporter yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. the reporter is going to ask the questions that can't be answered whereas an ex player is going right I, I know that I can't necessarily ask him that I know that I can ask him that though yeah so like, I'm going like, to ask who's him the, that. who's the longest in the shower lads you know who Go drops, on, the, who drops the soap <laughs> That's what we all want to know. <laughs> That's what we all used to do. <laughs> wow, what is that? <laughs> is that a snake? <laughs> oh, who bought the baby arm in? <laughs> Holding an apple. Village, mate, what's your next one? I, I, oh God, I'm, I can't get my mind out of the gutter. Uh, next one, mate, I've got it's another Fijian story. Uh, Nandolo. Yeah. Nandolo says that he's potentially, he, Harry, Harry said he wasn't going to be going for the next World Cup. Actually, now he's had the son. He's had a son, Ethan, and that has relight his fire. Ethan? Yeah. It's Interesting. Ethan, his son, Ethan. Well, I would, How old a, is Nandolo? He's like 55. He's still out there, isn't he? Um, 200 stone. He is like so big, he's a isn't he? Big guy. But do you reckon he's relight? He's relit this fire for the money relight to pay for Ethan's fire. private schooling, or is it genuinely his passion for Fiji and rugby? Because they're not going to get paid much money to play for Fiji, are they? In the, in no, the but Cup? he'll get paid loads. Is he Leicester? He is. Yeah, he'll get paid loads there, and Leicester actually doing. Very, very very well. well. Is he at Leicester or has he moved? The powerhouse Leicester wing. Yes. So he is still at he Leicester, still I believe. I loved him. He played for Canterbury. Oh, and he, he was, was a great. guy, wasn't he? He was great, eh? We thought he was going to be the next Jonah, didn't we? Size, pace. He no, he wasn't that quick, but he wasn't as quick, was he? No, we're near as quick. No, couldn't hold a candle to Jonah. No, you're right. Couldn't hold a candle to him. But yeah, he was. And do you know what I liked about Nandolo was? He just did stuff that no one else could do at the time. Like, well, especially for his size, he was so mobile. Like yeah. He was a prop playing on the wing. Or, or, know, a, a, second, or a lock, second row. A big eight. A big eight. Too big for eight. Too big for eight. Yeah, you're right. He's, yeah, you're right. Like a lock. Yeah. But a bit of a... Second row, but a butty lock. Like um, Bucky Thwarta. Nah, he's bigger. Bigger. Nandolo's... It's a bit heavier. It's a bit nah. I can't think. He's almost like a Billy Vonapola, isn't he? So yeah, number yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you, got you there, like that. So yeah, so you see, he might come out of uh, retirement. Oh, so he's retired? No, international. Oh, international. Ret- yeah. Yes, sorry. Yep. He hung the old international boots up. Yeah. I just think it'd be great. Like, I'd love to do something that my kids are proud of. Yeah. And I think when he talks about relighting his fire for the game, I think. You know, leaving that legacy for his kids, you know, that he was yeah. a Fijian great is something that, you know, uh, would definitely light my fire, mate. Wow. Plus the benefits uh, of playing in a World Cup. Oh, like you've got the free kit. The free kit. <laughs> and the free travel. Yeah. You've got one more story here, Mush. I do. I do. 
I, I, this worries me, right? This All worries right. me. So, uh, Wales without at least 21 key players for All Blacks clash. So, the squad. <laughs> yeah, like all, you know, that means that literally um, the coaches are going to be ringing up like grandmothers yeah. and, you know. Uh, excuse me, is <laughs> your uh, 12-year-old son or 12-year-old <laughs> grandson there for us to... Uh, Has he got his boot? Damien's actually scouted him, I believe, <laughs> the local ground. <laughs> from, from his balcony. <laughs> He's got some great legs on him. So they're talking about, you know, all of these. I mean, I just can't see it happening. And if it does happen, it's just such a such a rubbish. Like, uh, New Zealand are coming a long way. They're going through, having to go through Is that because the premiership clubs won't release them? It, it, it's, a, it's a range of things. Right. It's a range of things. But, yeah, there, there's injuries. There's the fact that uh, premiership clubs won't, won't release players. Um, there's the fact that they've got clashes, as in r- clubs might release them, but they'll release them too late to make it, you know, really worth viable. It. Yeah, so it's going to be just an embarrassment, and I don't mean that as a scoreline. I just mean, you know, New Zealand are coming a long way. Yeah, they're playing their autumn internationals, and if you're not playing Wales's best team, then who's going to go and watch? I mean, maybe they still will pull a crowd, but... I still think they'll... You know, I still think that they'll get a good turnout, but because that's Welsh rugby, they're absolutely froth over it, don't they? They're mad on it. But I think... You know, I think you're right. I don't think it's necessarily the scoreline because it might not be the scoreline, but it's... You know, if if it isn't the scoreline, then you could almost say, well, if Wales had their full team, they could have won. You know, it could be a what if. Yeah, I mean, Wales haven't. <sighs> Wales have, you know, they they've always had a decent starting fifteen, haven't they? But just they no, do not much depth. They do struggle with depth. So, mm. twenty-one players out for them is just un, un yeah. unsustainable. Definitely. So yeah, I mean, it does seem that like many many of them are missing due to injury. So they've just had an absolute. You know, shocker with injuries, that's for sure. Mate, it's time for the results. It is. So, it is. do you want to go through the I'll go through premiership? The, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, the Wasps had a 26-20 win over the Northampton Saints. Exeter Chiefs. Ex, sorry, Exeter Chiefs. <laughs> you say fi- Exeter Chiefs. Yeah, no, Chiefs. <laughs> Exeter Chiefs finally have found their rhythm, haven't they? I mean, they are playing the Worcester Warriors. I know, but they beat... Bargain basement. (laughs) Cheers, B&Q. 42-5 against the Worcester Warriors. Uh, Gloucester had a very good win over the Sale Sharks, 33-32. Yeah, at home. And, um, you know, Sale Sharks came back strong in that match. Game of two halves again. (laughs) Uh, Leicester Tigers, once again, have beaten the London Irish uh, 21-16. Saracens thirty-seven to twenty-three against Newcastle Falcons. That's kind of put Saracens back. In, they kind of needed that, didn't they? They did, yeah. They did need that. They did, yeah. And then Harlequins thrashing Bristol, which uh, we'll get on to fifty-two twenty-four a bit later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So at the moment we've got Leicester in first, Harlequins second, Northampton Saints, and then Gloucester. So yeah. Gloucester are up there, yeah. 
which is um, pretty impressive considering where they've come from. Well, you look last at the bottom. Year. You look at the bottom three. You've got London Irish, who did okay last year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Bristol Bears who are second from bottom, and then Bath. Yeah, which would be really. So Worcester Warriors, they're yeah, not doing that I know, badly. You know, you bagged them, mate. They're still rubbish. Yes. All right, going over to the Bunnings NPC, uh, we've got a good victory to Manama two thirty eight twenty seven against Southland. Otago losing a tight one against the Naki, uh, thirty points to twenty three. Hawks Bay, possibly the surprise of the Bunnings NPC, thirty-four to twenty-two to Tasman. Who I know they have a lot of players in the All Black squad, which True. is yeah. which is okay. holding them back. Um, but Wellington narrow mm. extra victory. time, extra time. Uh, Wellington beating Canterbury at home. Why has it gone extra time? Because it was drawn. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's normally what happens when it's Oh, you're losing no. by five. Oh, you can have a few more minutes, mate. No, but not not in a normal game. Oh, yeah, but this is this is the rules. Yeah, no, so no, the rules have changed. No game, no games are drawn. Yeah, and unless is, unless unless it's a draw after each time. <laughs> so you're wrong. So in the Premiership <laughs> division, I just say that is so rugby. That's village. From no you. games are draw unless you're drawing after each time. <laughs> and it is a draw. Uh, so Premiership Division, uh, the top three are Hawke's Bay, Tasman and Waikato. So those three are very, very close points-wise. There's only one between all of them. Um, and then the Championship Division... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wellington are fourth. Yes. So they're in the playoffs at the moment. Yeah. And Canterbury oh, are tied on the same amount of points. Points difference. Points difference. Well, I didn't even see that. Mate, the knack... Yeah, the Knack. Sorry, the Knack. Uh, Manawatu and Northland. But I tell you what, Northland, Otago, North Harbour and Southland all could get in there. Do you know what, though? You've got Otago there, right? You've got Otago, super rugby club, languishing in fourth position in the championship. And Why and has Auckland and Because they Because of COVID, mate. Yeah, because of COVID. Wow, they've only been able to play two. Oh, they, yeah, Auckland, you've got North Harbour there as well. Yeah, so uh, right. they can't play. Right, brilliant. So it's even worse for that like Otago. Definitely. You know, they, they should have done a lot better. Yeah. Done a lot better. Southland on a good run. Southland, no, mate. Lost, um, lost over to the United Rugby oh. Championship, the best named <clears throat> competition in all of rugby. Are you going through those? Yeah, well, uh, Scarlets losing to Munster, 43-13. Cardiff Rugby versus the Bulls. Loss, uh, Bulls win, 29-19, which is, which is good for them. The Dragons have a victory over Connick, 35-22. Edinburgh and Stormers draw. If that game was in New Zealand, mate, there wouldn't be a draw. But just look at that first half, 20 all, second half, nil all. (laughs) Disgusting game. Did everyone just go home? (laughs) Uh, Then we've got Glasgow beating the Lions, 13. Again, that just shows you, you know, these South African teams, they are struggling, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. Glasgow aren't, like, super hot. No. 13-9. Leinster, 43-7 to to them against Zebra. Uh, the Offsprays losing to the Sharks, 27-13. And Ulster, a good victory over Benetton, did, yeah. 28-8, which puts Munster on the top, Ulster in second. Um, I'm just going to Leinster and three. And so, Glasgow Yeah, so those top three haven't lost a match. No. 
So, you know, wait until they play each other, then it'll start to even it all out, won't it? Well, mate, what caught your eye? I've gone here, fat fly halves. Fat fly halves. Well, you think about, you've put his name down, I was just about to kill it for you, mate. You go. Andy Good. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Good is the last fat fly half that's He's played. not playing, though. But he played international rugby proper fat, right? I love it. Can I just say, this is not a go. I love a fat fly half. The Taranaki team oh, is he? was exceptional on the weekend. Really? And he's not Andy Goodesque. Okay. But he's so not a professional rugby player. You know, <laughs> I love he just that. doesn't look so does, like does he, he should So does he just be. sort of pass and... Oh, mate, dummy. Through the gap. Really? Pass in, Well, pass you think out. about 2011 World Cup final... Periwipu. No, I mean, yeah, he was fat, yeah. <laughs> Loved a pie or three. <laughs> mince and cheese, please. Extra cheese. <laughs> Hold the mince. <laughs> more, 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 pa- uh, oh, more no, you've, you've absolutely made a hash of that. Hash more, brown. More pastry. Me, <laughs> more pastry. Oh, mate. Yeah, than, that was. Then filling. Nah. Oh, that was really you, bad. Question for you. When you have a pie. The beaver. No, no, mate. This listen, is this, isn't, this is important. Oh, sorry. This, this is, is really, pie, pie this related is really question. Important. Pie related question. When you've got pie, mm. do you put the tomato sauce on the top? In it. Or do you take some off and put it in it? Nah, do you know what they used to do Ooh, at school? Cut them open. Nah. Oh, no, I know. I so, know. So, I know. Put the, nozzle, a, put the nozzle in. Yeah. Put the nozzle in. So at school, we used to have... Um, Thing called a pie nami, <laughs> pie nami, which is just a pie sandwich, and it used pies, to be this two amazing. pieces of white bread with the pie in the middle. Oh, I thought you were going to go two pies on top no. of each other with some with some tomato sauce in the middle. Nah, but what that used would to be do, amazing. If you if you wanted to go deluxe though, <laughs> pay the extra five, five pay the extra five cents, butter it, mate. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely fire! So you'd you'd have your buttered bit just, pie on top, and then you'd stick the nozzle and go <laughs> squeeze it in. Another bit of bread on top with I, butter. Ooh. Honestly, so I just, good. Can I just say there's nothing deluxe <laughs> <laughs> about a what is it? A pie sami? Pie nami. <laughs> Honestly, they were so good. And you get like steak and cheese, mince and cheese, mince pie. Oh my gosh. That's what they used to sell at the cafeteria. (laughs) Our school was famous for it. Honestly, world renowned. You've peaked there, mate. You've peaked for that world. Harlequin's game. Oh, yeah, mate. How good was it? Just well, to change the subject we, completely. Well, I think we should stay on that <laughs> for longer. Well, the Harlequins game, halftime, was 24-7 to Bristol. Yeah, they must have been laughing. Well, I think Pat Lamb has potentially lost all will to live after the second half. 45 points to nil. I know. And they were, I mean, Harlequins, to be fair, in the first half, just things didn't come off. Yeah. But in that second half, they just ran riot. Danny Kerr, again, I'm saying this. Danny he Kier, has to be in the squad. He won't be, though, because of because of the great leader, Eddie, steady. Steady Eddie, Eddie. yeah. Um, but, you know, Marcus Smith, exceptional. Yeah. A big, big South African centre. Playing for, playing for Playing for South Africa, right. distinctly average. Playing for... 
for um, Harlequins, amazing. Really, and then you know you just got quality all over the pitch for them. They've got they've got that. I mean, you know, Nick Evans running their attack lines. They've um, obviously got Tab by Matson now. Yeah, running their. Um, you know, full set up there. Yeah. I, I'm not really going to give him much credit because last year they played fantastic rugby as well. You know, without him, he's been, well. He's been he's coming to quite a good squad, hasn't he? He has, yeah. But you know, if you wanna, if you were new to rugby and you watched that match, yeah. you'd be like, wow. And it does show in the right conditions with the right mindsets. Two New Zealand coaches, as in, what I'm saying is Tabo Matson and Nick Evans, Nick Evans, and then. Um, God, just left me now. The Bristol coach is also, you know, from New Zealand. Pat Lamb, yeah, New Zealand heritage there as well. You know that mindset of playing running rugby. You know it can happen in, and it, but it in, is in, happening, in, though, in, isn't yeah, it? It is. So it, it, you know, you look at Exeter and you say, okay, they're not, they're not like a running running team, yeah. but they still play attractive rugby. You know, at times, um, you've definitely got uh, Northampton Saints who play attractive rugby. Yeah. Wasps try and play attractive rugby. Um, in fact, most teams, barring Sale Sharks and possibly the Newcastle Falcons, mm. play a less attractive less style. Attractive but game. on the whole, it's good rugby to watch. Yeah. And I think the owners are doing a good job of trying to buy good players, some of the world's best players, yeah. keep hold of them and, and play some great rugby. Definitely. So definitely. that definitely caught my eye, mate. You've got here Quadzilla. Umanga Jensen, mate. Umanga has Jensen. Has he put on a bit of weight, has he? In a good way. <coughs> yeah. In a good way. He has seriously hit the gym. I've never seen a transformation like really? it. Really? Haven't seen him play for a while. Because he was an All Black. He was an All Black last year. Yes. And he's a quite a big, He was all right. He's a big guy, yes. but he wasn't huge. No. Unbelievable now. Is he? Like, he has been... I think he must have got a personal trainer that's... Fed him carbs... No, it's it's good weight. It's but he's big, and I don't mean he looks big Built. and fast and agile. Good. He looks like he's who does he play for? Wellington. Oh, okay. And he he was the one that that really won the game. Yeah. in extra time for them, but even in, during the game, you know, he had some explosive runs. I just I'm saying, watch out for him. Watch okay. out for him because I think he got to taste the All Blacks and possibly has felt a little bit hard done by not well, to stay in and. He could have a great super season. Yeah. Who else has got quadzillas in in the time of rugby? One's jumping out at me. Joan Lomo. Well, <laughs> he was beyond quadzilla. Oh, uh, Luke uh, McAllister. Oh yeah, he had some <laughs> massive quads, didn't he? So big. Uh, un- so big. Unstrangely big. Yes. Un- unusually big. Who else? You'd say yeah, this guy. This guy called Johnny Leo. Right, who played for the Sevens team? He had ridiculous they quads. They like the the muscle was so big around the kneecap, it like folded it fell, over, fell over the top of it. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Like um, cyclists. Because Richie Mwanga's got a good set of. Uh, yeah, he's got some big legs too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a quadzilla, and and the last one I've got here is, I think, watching the Bunnings NPC. Someone said to me, I think it might have been you, would they compete playing against the premiership clubs? So the oh, yeah, NPC yeah. teams playing against the premiership. 
I would like to say they would. Yeah. And after watching the games on the weekend, it was a really, really high level. And even the Heartland Rugby Championship was a good level as well. You know, so I think rugby in New Zealand is, is strong. It's showing the depth is really, really good. It's just like, you know, guys like Umanga Jensen, guys like... Yeah, but I'm sorry, the depth of rugby is really good. But the depth of really good players is that good. What do you mean? You mean I mean, like, you know, the the attractive rugby is going down into, you know, Super Rugby, MPC, Heartland. Yeah. But, you know, we sort of say that, but yet the All Blacks, you know, I mean... We're obviously a good team, but we're not amazing at the moment. And we don't have that sort of depth. You know, we spoke about, right, who have we got at 10? You know, who have we got at 9? And things like that. You make a good point, but I think that's more to do with the coaching than it is the, you know, the rugby in itself. Yeah, but then you could say that about Heartland, right? the coaching's not that good at Heartland because we don't have an amazing 10 at All Blacks. Or, you know, we don't have great depth at nine or something like that. You're saying we don't have great depth in the All Blacks, but in reality... I mean, we do. We kind of do, but we... I think there's some positions where we don't. You've got Bowden, who's exceptional. Richie Mwanga, who's exceptional. Okay. But I get it that underneath them, there isn't the next generation coming through. Exactly, that's what I mean. And that's what we, you know, we don't have a an amazing young gun where it's like, oh, oh we'll like watch out for him in a couple of years. Yeah, like we've, or, al- we've always kind of had that, haven't we? Yes. Even when guys like Stephen Brett were around, Stephen Brett never played for the All Blacks, but you could see him playing for the All Blacks. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, good. But, I, but I'm looking at that NPC and I'm saying, you know, if, the, if they pick the right players, we sh- we'll be good. For for a long time yeah. to come, my biggest thing is Umanga well, Jensen. Where's where's he going to go? Because he'll go to Europe. He's going to go to Europe and yeah. make some money. Yeah. So I'm just having a technical. Are you having a bit of a glitch? No, 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 no. Just uh, I, I, I'm trying to turn you down and I'm trying oh. to turn me up, but I think I'm turning. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sort it out, Mush. I do, mate. I do. Right. Anyway, we're on to listeners' questions. Listeners' questions. You're 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 speaking about this, aren't you? No, you go for it, mate. Because <laughs> I'm just going to sort this. Uh, <laughs> you're going to sort, sort it out. out. Okay. Um, doesn't say who it's from, so I'm guessing it's Twitter. It's the Razzler Dazzler. Oh, is it the Razzler Dazzler? Jeepers! Hope you're doing well, Razzler. Uh, if Bowden and Geordie are now the main. 10 and 15, with Richie coming off the bench for Bowden. But they will keep Geordie on for the full 80 because <clears throat> they love his range of kicking. Good point. Yeah, makes point, a very yeah. good point. But yeah, also Razzler-Dazzler makes a good point, which McKenzie can do as well. He's got a big toe for a little for a little man. Does he have a big toe for a, a normal person, though? He's got a big toe for a little he's, man. I think he's got a big toe for a normal person, yep. but it's not okay. as big. No, it's not as big as... no. Geordie's. No. Humongous um, boot, really. Will, will he, it is, isn't it? Will he be a replacement winger off the bench? Where can... Oh, sorry. Where he can play more of a roaming playmaker role? Hmm. I guess so. 
but who who he's mate if I was him I'd be looking for I'd a, be going elsewhere I'd be going elsewhere because it breaks my heart to say it, it because does. I love him at the Chiefs but he is now <clears throat> yeah, going to be the second class All Black he's going to be yeah second class All Black so he's going to be on the back burner really isn't he I don't even think he'll make the bench because what what will happen is unless they start someone like Will Jordan then you know Jordy's going to start at fifteen. Uh, Bowden's going to start at 10. Potentially, do they then not put Richie Mwanga in the squad and play um, play McKenzie there? And that is an option. That is yeah, a genuine that is an option. option. But, yeah. but I think they won't because I think they, they like what Richie Mwanga can bring. Yeah. Uh, or they go Mwanga starting in, you know, a bit like Mertz and Spencer when they did that. Um so if unless he gets a unless he gets a bench spot because they're not playing Mwanga, yeah, but then he's got no chance because with an got, injury. Yeah, but you won't, mate. There's no point sticking no, around. No, you're right. No, you're not because sticking got, around to wait still for someone Will, Will to Jordan be injured. Jordan that wants to play at fullback, they can play at fullback. Who can play on the wing? True. Yeah. Um, well, you've I, got um, Havili who could probably drop back as well. Havili, who's playing at twelve. You know, we've, we've got guys that can fill in at fullback. We've yes. got guys that can arguably fill in, fill in at ten. Yeah. So. Is he good enough to play on the wing? My argument is that he's that he's not. But I mean, I like to see him play on the wing. But you know, you got a little man called Sivir Reese who can play yeah. that role yeah. arguably better than anyone else yeah. in the world. Oh, apart from Colby, oh. Rico Yuani could step out, go wing. You Look, know, he's, wing, he's, yes. he's chopping and changing, which so, I'm not really that keen on. But no, but I, I just think that there's unfortunately he's got to look in the mirror and go. Yeah, Geordie's taking his chance. It hurts me to say it. I know. Uh, he's taking his chance. And I think in the modern way of playing rugby, that, that high ball that goes up. He's good under Jordy's it. Because he's got being, the height as well, Jordy's isn't he? being like seven foot five. Yeah. Just massively helps him out. And, yeah. you know, McKenzie, the fantastic player that he is, unless they're going to give him that spot, spot as an absolute like, because when he comes on, he's unbelievable. Yeah. And he changes the game. <laughs> I don't see it going his way, mate. No, no. Although he could be used, yeah, for ten fullback. You know, when, is he your is he your utility back like Bowden Barrett used to be? I just think that other it's players, tough, other a, players do it better than him, utility wise. Well, Richie Moang is not much of a utility. No, I would that, start that, that, Richie though. That's the thing, isn't it? And you then know, Bowden, like, anyway. Bowden can drop back to fullback. Yeah. Richie is a 10. Yeah. So, but you've got that cover at 10 then off the bench. Yeah, that's what I mean. Whereas if you don't yeah. put Richie Mwanga on your bench and you've got McKenzie, then you've got a 15 playing at 10. So it's a bit messy. Mate, my question to you in relation to that story, thank you very much, the Razzler, the Dazzler. Uh, who have been the best players to never or very rarely play international rugby? I've, just gone New Zealand, yeah. But I have thought of possibly a couple from overseas. So I've I I saw your list, and then I put down Jonah Lomu. Yeah, I, I kind of I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, he so could have played fair, a he, lot he more. He played rugby. he played a bit, but he was he got dropped because of his fitness. He then had his illness. Came back, but that was patchy. Yeah. You know, and then he stopped for good. International rugby anyway. 
because he his fitness wasn't there. He moved to Europe, I think. Yeah, he went to the Cardiff yeah. uh, Blues, actually. So imagine if he hadn't had that illness. Imagine if he was fit 24-7, you know. He wow. would have broken... He would oh. have broken all the records, wouldn't he? He would Most have tries. a lot of bones as well. <laughs> yeah. A lot of teeth. Yeah, Cat wouldn't be playing, would he? No. He would have been put off <laughs> a long time ago. Um, I put down here Carlos Spencer. Yeah. Because with Mertz. King Carlos. You know, they could never make the money. It's a bit like Bowden and Richie. Yeah. It's a very similar situation. Nick Evans, because Dan Carter held that spot. Yeah. He was a fantastic player that never really got the chance to play for New Zealand. And then he came over to Europe and, and ripped it up. Oh my gosh. Ripped it up. He did, didn't he? Glenn Osborne. Yeah. Glenn Osborne was the fullback before Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> and then with Cullen playing, no one had a look in, did they? Well, maybe it's a bit like um, McKenzie. And that's 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 the point. Yeah. You know, McKenzie could be one of these that goes to Europe absolutely you know, sets Lights the world alight. Yeah. And um, we're thinking Lamape. Lamape is another one. is another one. But I kind of think that he was given enough opportunities. He just never really took them. No and way. I would have stuck with them more than they did. Maybe yeah, there's something about Lamape that just maybe wasn't he's quite just, right. Maybe he's just not a coach, like a, a coachable. Maybe he's not that coachable. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm just trying to think of another, like um, Johnny Wilkinson. He was injured a lot. He was injured a lot, could have played a lot more. But when he was playing, obviously no one else could play in that position. No. There was a guy called Charlie Hodgson, who was a hell of a player. Oh, really? Who um, never really got the chance to play for England. Just came off the bench a few times. But, yeah. you know, Johnny Wilkinson was so good off the tee yeah. and conducted the game so well, they dare not take him off. It's no. not like Bowden plays 60 minutes, they bring on Richie change of the game it was it was literally like well we can't take Johnny off because he's there's the big, one a massive hole now no yeah. one's going to be able to kick who's who's going to drop kick in, in England the way England play it was always close yeah you know, well, they never yeah. won by 40 no so um, they always needed to have him on the pitch to make sure he kicked the goal that, yeah. that they needed to win right well my question to you is if you were the AB's coach who would you drop from the rugby championship team or squad. I I mean I yeah okay, it's a very very tough one because mate, there's one that go comes to mind and Antonina Brown, Finlay Christie, Finlay, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's short termism anyway. You know, I don't think they ever thought that Finlay Christie would 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 make it all the way through. They're just giving him some experience. Uh, Antonina Brown, I'm unfortunately, I'm sorry, but you should not make. The All Blacks just, oh yeah, we'll give them a bit of experience. No, it's equal opportunities for gingers as well. <laughs> ninjas, sorry, ninjas, ninjas. Uh, Leonard Brown. Uh, Would you drop him? George Bridge, I think. Yeah. I know that there's one ball. I know we can't, but, you know, you've got so many good winners. I would just love to see Lester Fainuku. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want to see. I want to oh. see Lester play another absolutely amazing season at 13. Yeah. For Crusaders, is he gonna though? And he won't, will he? They won't put him. Why not? Because they got they've got Braden Enor, oh. or as I like to say, he needs Eeyore. to go. <laughs> he needs to go. He's another Braden one. Braden Enor, <laughs> <laughs> because you've got Habili right, there. Imagine like that. Habili, right, Donkey. Yeah, yes, well done. <laughs> but you've got Havili and then Lester Fianuku. 
Yeah, yeah. I just think. Imagine those two in the midfield for Canterbury or the Crusaders. And, and this is what I'm saying about Umanga Jensen. If you look at him now, yeah. you're thinking, wow, you know, he's a specimen now. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they're all right in the MPC. Let's yeah. see if it's transferred to Super to, Rugby. To Super Rugby. But it often is. It often is. We often see the NPC shows up talent yeah. that takes over Super Rugby as well. Yes. I don't think there's a huge difference between the two as it, you know, one-off games, yes. But if they're doing it over a full season, they tend to do it well in Super Rugby as well. Yeah, that, that'd be mine. I'm just trying to think who else I would and... Nothing's really coming to no, mind. No. I thought some of their selections were interesting. They didn't really give a lot of players a go. No. Um, so therefore, you know. They didn't really, we didn't get to see them. No, but yeah. I mean, Finley Christie, when you've got Aaron Smith back. I do what I think is interesting is you got Mwanga, who up until staying at home yeah. was All Blacks 10. Yeah. And he stays at home and now he's out of the picture. Yeah. You know, it's well, he's not system. out of the picture, though, no, is yeah, he? but no one's talking. I mean, no one's arguing who's the best ten anymore. They're all like, "Oh, Bone Barrett, Bone Barrett, Geordie Barrett kicks kicks the goals." Happy days, and I kind of agree. I kind of agree, mate. We're going to finish off the show. We are with our quiz questions. Now, I have to admit <laughs> that I haven't actually prepared any questions for Toby, but you're going to go first, <laughs> and as you go. <laughs> You've got I'm, to answer them yet as well. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, answer them. Right <laughs> here is my first question to you, Damien. Who scored the most points in the rugby championship? Do I have some options? Yes, you've got four: Geordie Barrett, Quade Cooper, Pollard, and Andrew Callaway. Pollard, I think it's Pollard. I think it's Pollard. Because I think I remember them in the last game saying he kind of got the highest. The highest. The highest. So I think it's Pollard. Sure? No. Is that the um, one you're going with? Sorry. I'm going to go with Pollard. Okay. You are correct. Brilliant. So he's 66 points. Uh, Geordie Barrett on 53. Quade Cooper 47 which I was quite surprised about. Considering you didn't play the whole of yeah, that's what I mean, the rugby yeah. championship, yeah. Uh, and then Andrew Callaway, uh, he was on 35, and that's just because he scored seven tries. That's amazing, that's isn't it? Seven tries. I yeah. think the nearest was three. Yes. Otherwise. Okay, Tobe, so my questions are all about the Six Nations. So... The Six Nations? Are you joking? <laughs> I know you're an expert on Six Nations. They're a pretty easy case. Eh? Uh, in the in this year's Six Nations, who was the top point scorer? Was it Johnny Sexton, Owen Farrell, Dan Bigger, or Finn Russell? Who won it? Who won? I think it's Dan Bigger. You think it's Dan Bigger? Yeah, Wales won. So I'm going to go Dan Bigger. You're wrong. Am I? It's Johnny Sexton. Oh. It was Johnny Sexton, 65 points. Really? Compared to Owen Farrell's 50 and Dan Biggers, 36. Was he injured? Well, such a long time ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually, you've literally thrown me under the bus. 
Who's the tallest lock in the Six Nations? I don't. You've been there. You've given me all those <laughs> I know, types so of you're questions. Throwing me under the bus here. here. Right. My, your second question now. What was the difference between the team with the most tries and the team with the least amount of tries in the rugby championship? Was the difference 15, 23, 17, or 12? Okay, so... And you get an extra point if you can name the top and the bottom. I reckon Australia scored the most tries. Okay. I mean, Callaway scoring seven. I know. <laughs> I'm going to say, so go go through those. those 15, 23, 17, and 12. I would, would have normally said 12. Okay. But I'm going to go for the one just above that. Okay. At 15. Okay. Because Callaway getting seven himself, did then the rest of the team get significantly more than that? Well, they, they did score a few tries. But remember, extra point for, for who was at the top and who was at the bottom. Yeah, Argentina. Oh, yeah. So at Argentina bottom, at bottom. And Australia, Australia at, top. at top. Okay. But I, I might I might go for 12. Oh. Is it 15 or 12? You tell me, Mush. I'm going to go 15. Okay. Because just the way you're talking to me now <laughs> makes me think I'm right. Final answer. Final answer. Mate. Okay, so <clears throat> the top was not Australia. Oh. It was New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bottom was Argentina, and yes. the difference was 23. Oh, my God. Know, yeah. So now, how many did they get? 28. They got five. Argentina got five they, tries. I thought, that, I knew that, that I thought they might have got like seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing, isn't it? Because mm. I didn't think New Zealand really. No, I would have said Australia as well. Maybe that I'm being blindsided because of how well they finished. When New Zealand didn't finish as well. Because, you know, yeah, New Zealand started... Yeah, reversed, weren't they? Yeah, New Zealand started well against the Aussies. Yeah, true, true. Mate, tries. Okay. Well, in the Six Nations? In the Six Nations. Oh, yeah, I remember Who, it well. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible question, so I do apologise. Uh, Who scored the most tries in Six Nations, this year's Six Nations? Is it Bryce Doolan, Anthony Watson... Van der Merwe, Duin, Van der Merwe, or Lewis Rees Zammet? I think it's Zammet. I'm going to go with Zammet. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's Van Duin Van der Merwe from Scotland. Five tries. Lewis Rees Zammet is four. Watson's four. And Bruce or Bryce Doolan is three. Only five tries. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've ripped you off today. You've you've thrown me I've well and under, truly under, under the, the bus. bus, but you've uh, you've still won. I'll still take the points, You're mate. Still, you, a I'm win's sure a win. You will. A win's I'm a sure win. You got to slog it out, eh? You got to slog it out. <laughs> you got to Who has here, the mate. longest toenails in the All Blacks? Who is the longest in the showers? Uh, Who has the longest baby's arm uh, with an apple? Oh, mate, why are you being? We're a family show. Yeah, the kids won't understand uh, anything. Fair, We're bringing baby, the kids into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, one of your five a day. Oh, village. Oh, absolutely village. Oh. Mate, as always. Oh, it's always been a pleasure. Never a chore. Well, 
Always a chore. Let's always <laughs> always Let's a chore. Very rarely a pleasure. But it has been today. <laughs> uh, mate, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank yes. you very much for listening. If yes. you want to support us, like, subscribe, write a review for us. Definitely. Um, Email in. We love hearing your emails. Love. Twitter. And, and tell us some embarrassing Facebook. stories about rugby. That's going to be our new little segment. Embarrassing stories about rugby. Yes. Whether that's you're embarrassed about your son, you're embarrassed <laughs> about your mum. Shouting from the sideline. True. Did you know once I played a game and I think the ball, I must have passed the ball and it, it just sort of flopped out. And <laughs> what, I ran what, after what it. What which, which, which one? The baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, which oh, ball? I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And I swore and I was like, oh, sorry, mum. And she was like, it's okay. Don't worry. Play on. And I was like, I, I was honestly, I was, I was pooing myself because I thought she was going to smack me. Have you ever called the referee dad? No, never. <laughs> have you? Oh. Have you ever called your teacher dad or yes, mum? I have, mum, yeah. uh, I think it was mum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassing that is. Embarrassing. Brilliant. Right. Until next time. Catch you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.